Welcome to back to the audio reading of Supernatural Academy by Maria Grant. Um, that's the book and the author that I'm reading from. I'm going to be doing chapter 13. Again, if you have not listened to chapters 1 through 12, please go back and listen to them so you are not confused um, as to where we are, what's going on. A lot of stuff is picking up we're going to be getting into some new characters the werewolves are returning so it's going to be some good stuff i'm excited to continue to read this story um and again if you have an author that you want me to read the book just drop a comment let me know please share like read the other or listen to the other chapters as well continue to support um and let's get started into this podcast i will be starting with chapter 13 old faces return kaya is leaving her math class only to see chase leaning against the wall looking her way his face is sunken even a little thin it's been three days since the death of one of their own He's feeling the aftermath of the loss of a loved one. You're not surrounded by your fans today. Kaya goes for a joke. It's weak at best. Skip with me. Chase tilts his head for her to follow. Reed will freak if I miss specialty class with him. Kaya says with hesitance. Chase blinks his eyes and Claire to Chase. You aren't Reed. Chase raises his voice before lowering it. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to yell, but you are your own person. If you want to skip, then skip. Kaya bites on her bottom lip and glares. You're mad at me for not wanting to skip because I don't want to disappoint Reed. Kaya starts, but you want me to skip for you. No. Chase deadpans, I want you to skip for you only if you want to, and not because somebody else told you to do it. If it's up to me, then I choose not to skip, Kaya says with a huff of annoyance. (sighs) Chase sighs, damn it, Kaya, just fucking skip with me. Chase pulls on her arm. Kaya gripes her disapproval of being a manhandled like this. Look! Kaya stops in her tracks like a stubborn animal. If you want to go somewhere and talk, then use your words. Do not speak to me like that and stop acting like a stubborn. Kaya cuts herself off as she gets a hard glare coming from her. If you were going to say dog, so help me. Chase grumbles under his breath. Kaya puffs a laugh. I was going to say child. Kaya tries to hide her amusement. Chase drops his shoulder a bit and loosens the tension as he gives her a half smile. Everybody in our pack is angry. I can't help feeding off their emotions right now. I'm sorry. Chase states as the two start walking out the building. Looks like Kaya's skipping after all. She's a sucker for a good story. But nobody is really sad. Max's mom is devastated, you know? But the Alpha? He's just puffing his chest out to show his strength. He has no sympathy. Is that why you're so down? 
She questions. I'm sad for him. Chase admits. My mother, my father, even my own sister, they're just feeding off the emotions of the Alpha. And they don't really care. They're angry that someone would dare kill off a member of their pack, but they aren't saddened that a little boy lost his life. It's nothing more than pride. Caius Chacha lurches in sympathy. You know, the thing that really gets me the most is he won't ever have his name in the papers, Chase continues on, face going hot with anger. His name will never be written on cardboard posters begging for his killer to be caught. No t-shirts will be made with his face on them, and all because he's a werewolf and his existence has to be hidden. I mean, he was murdered, for God's sake. I want a public outcry. Kaya doesn't respond right away. She just sits on the wooden bench and lets her cross legs dangle above the ground. She doesn't have any words to make the anger hurt go away. The truth of the matter is, a little boy was murdered for his blood and there's nothing that can be done about it. His murderer may never be caught. His murder may never get justice. There will be no court case. There will be no jail time. It's hardly fair. There's things that can be said or done to make it better. There has to be, but she doesn't. She doesn't know what. If there was a way, she would say it. If there was a way to make the hurt better, then it would have already been said or done to help her ease with her own father's loss. When's the funeral? Kaya inquires. Chase puffs out of breath and leans his chin over his crossed arms that rest on the table. Tomorrow, Chase responds with a muffled voice. Yo, Chase. Chase looks up as a voice calls out to him. A guy Kaya has never seen before bounces up to Chase. He has natural tan skin with slightly oval brown eyes and shorter length red dyed hair. He seems average in height and weight, large smile upon his face. Zaire. Chase seems to be in shock. This Zaire's genuine jubilee expression is infectious, and Kaya finds herself smiling. No one has heard from you in three years. I've missed you. Chase hugs on longer than any typical friend, friend's hug would last, arms wrapped around each other tightly. Kaya can tell a much-needed reunion when she sees one, so she doesn't interrupt them. Been in the jungles in Japan, helping out a bunch of kitsunes, so no Wi-Fi, man. Her smile grows wider as the two part ways. You've gotten bigger. Can't call you little man no more. Chase growls playfully as he rubs his forehead and his nose against Zaire's right arm. He's scenting him, Caius realizes suddenly. A blush crosses her cheeks as she witnesses the sacred moment. In one of the books she's reading, it discusses the behavior of werewolves. When one really misses another, they will tend to rub their scent on the other to make the person smell more like them. It eases the wolf. Chase must have really misses a year person. Ah, looks like I interrupted something. Zaire is the first to pull away as he gives Kaya a sympathetic smile. Sorry about being rude. Chase introduces them. Chase wrinkles his nose and clears his throat as if he's shy about being caught in the scene. 
this this Kaya, she's new to the school. Chase gestures from her to Zaire. Kaya, this is my good friend Zaire. He was away for four years. Nice to meet you. Kaya offers her hand and greeting. I'm just learning my way around werewolves, so if I do something to offend, correct me. She gives a smile. Kind of old to be a newbie, huh? Zaire tilts his head as he ponders aloud. Too much pigment to be a vamp. Hmm. He scratches on the bottom of his chin. Kaya's friendly demeanor dampens a bit. You must be one of those magicals. He says the word with a hint of despise. My father hid me from this world until I found a note explaining everything after he was murdered. Kaya blurts out in annoyance. Zaire's expression turns somber. Wish I would have been aware of that. Zaire glares at Chase as if the other teen could have predicted the arrival of the Elver Wolfpack member. Don't glare at me, Chase puts his hands up in defense. I didn't even know you were coming back. I felt the loss of a pack member. Of course I'm back. Zaire responds like it's the only thing that even makes sense. Chase's body slumps at this. No one even called me. We stopped trying to contact you about three years ago. Chase defends. I know. Zaire seems to cave. You mentioned Kitsuneus and helping them. Kaya speaks up. What are they? What were you doing? Some hunters were after their tails. Zaire explains, as a warrior, I want to help keep them in hiding while working with local werewolf tribes to get rid of the hunters. Kaya's brows raise. You see, Kitsune's are nine-tailed foxes. Zaire starts to explain. The younger foxes, the less tails they have. The older fox, the more tails. Once they've reached nine tails, they are very powerful and dangerous, which is why hunters want them dead. They are convinced the tails have healing powers and bring good luck. They're being poached? Like with humans and rhino horns? Kaya, as in, exactly. Zaya responds, the tribe I was helping was composed of young Kitsunes who only had one tail. Their elders were nine tails, were dealing with a battle of their own and couldn't protect both. Sounds complicated. Kaya pounces in the palm of her hand that she has rested on the table. It is. Zaire frowns. Especially since they were practically kids. Zaire turns his attention to Chase. So, who died? Wait, wait. You came back without even knowing who died? Connor ponders her question out loud. He is very connected with the emotions of the past. Chase explains, comes with being a warrior. Exactly. Zaire agrees. So who died? You remember Donna and Fry's son? Chase questions as he squints his left eye. Zaire seems to freeze and Kaya can practically feel how distraught he is right now. Max is just a pup. Zaire says in disbelief. How? Who? Was he sick? Druids. Chase mumbles as he remembers hearing the news. Kidnapped and killed him for his blood. It's like a switch flipped in Zaire. Long gone is the playful smile. Instead, a sinister snarl crosses his face. 
Kaya watches as the man's shoulders hunch up like a cat does before attacking. He rears back in the bench and slams his fist on the table, cracking it in two. His strength is remarkable in the most frightening way possible. The druids have been back for how long? Zaire's eyes seem to be turning a deep brown, almost black. And why wasn't I informed about this? And you're sitting here with a magical one. Her kind just killed a member of my pack? My kind? Kaya yells indignantly. I was informed druids were dark magics, magicals who rejected the natural order of the things and turned to using the earth as a weapon instead of something to respect. Zaire's eerie laughter turns Kaya's blood cold. <laughs> All magicals are murderers, Zaire sneers. That's like me saying all werewolves are monsters because you turn into vicious beasts who need to be put down. Kai doesn't even know what she's saying right now while the words are coming out of her mouth. It's like she's channeling some misplaced aggression that feels unnatural on her own skin. It feels as if she has no control right now. It was magicals that cursed us to begin with. But I'm sure you don't care about that because all you know is killing. I bet that's what you want to do, huh? Zayere gets closer and Kaya doesn't back down. You want to put me down like your kind did to that poor little kid? I was out looking for that poor little kid when you were missing. Kaya defends. I was worried sick about him when he went missing and I cried when his body was found. Where were you? Your pack was suffering, and you were nowhere to be found, so don't blame me because Zaire's raises his hand and strike, but it gets twisted behind his back. Kaya turns and sees Declan coming from out of the library across the courtyard, and he's running up to the three of them. Onlookers are starting to turn up, phones are out, whispers are heard, and teachers are ducking into the buildings instead of putting a stop to this. Kaya mentally thanks God that Kadeklin is always around when she needs him the most. He must have some safe Kaya radar that she's unaware of. Reed was concerned when he didn't show up. Declan explains that he uses his ability to try and keep Zaire at bay. Declan can control any object, including the human body, but the stronger the body is, the harder it is for him to control. A warrior werewolf? Declan doesn't stand a chance. Zaire shifts. It's swift. Happens too quick for Ida to even process. Declan doesn't flinch. Just lifts the trash can and slams it into Zaire's right side. Zaire doesn't react to the trash can. Instead, he flings it off him and swipes at Declan's right leg. Declan loses balance and falls. The large brown wolf shows his teeth and leans down to take a large bite when Kaya's body lurches on her own and she creates a large gust of wind. The wind swirls like the beginning of a small tornado and out of the corner of her eyes she can see people beginning to scatter. Zaire flings back as he fights against the unnatural weather. Kaya can't control herself or her powers right now. They are beyond her grasp. The sight of her is scaring her. Zaire seems to be growing even angrier as he powers through the wind while he gains speed on Kaya. Declan lifts a nearby bench and blocks Zaire's attack. The wolf turns his sight onto Declan, charging full speed. Kaya grows concerned and sends a bolt of lightning down onto the werewolf. Zaire arches his back in obvious pain. Chase 
bears his elongated teeth and nips Kaya on the neck of on the back of her neck and breaks her concentration and the lightning stops. The world seems to still as she stares in disbelief at the extremely pissed off werewolf on the ground. She can't believe she just did that. It didn't feel like she was doing it. Instead, it felt like someone else was controlling her movements. <sighs> you dare call werewolf monsters. Zaheer gets up, having shifted back, laughing this low and eerie laugh. He's completely naked and Kaya doesn't know where to look. Magicals have been working with hunters for hundreds of years. Your kind kills, always has, and always will. You're no different than demons. Kaya is startled and miffed. Zaire can't be telling the truth. Us demons? Declan last. That's rich coming from a creature that resembles a hellhound. And who made us this way? Chase joins in. The magicals who places curse who place curses on people over a thousand years ago has nothing to do with the magicals of today. Declan rolls his eyes in obvious annoyance over the situation. Why are you so aggressive about this? Anyways, Kaya inquires. You and I were talking just fine, and all of a sudden you freak out. I'm the aggressive one? Zaya raises a brow. You two you sent two lightning bolts straight through me. If I weren't a warrior in the Alpha Slim, you could have seriously damaged me. Kaya's brows raise significantly. You're the Alpha Sun? Kaya repeats dumbly. Declan dismisses. He's nothing special. Close your mouth. We're leaving. Zaire rushes and blocks her way. Just remember, Declan, this isn't settled. Zaire warns. The day I'm afraid of a stupid mutt is the day hell freezes over. Declan replies cockily. Yeah? Zaire folds his arms. When I send you to hell, make sure to bring your coat. Declan sticks up his middle finger as he grabs Kaya's bags and leads her to their house. By the time the onlookers had started, stopped, have started disappearing, including the teachers who never seem to be around when they're needed the most. And Kaya! She stops and stares as Zaire calls out to her. Next time you shoot me with lightning, make sure I die or else I will kill you. You've been marked. She gulps and turns away, trying not to let her nerves show on her face. She already knows she's destined to die young, but by who is still yet to be undetermined. Truthfully, she never even thought to ask. Declan doesn't take the threat lightly and wraps a protective arm around her. Don't listen to him, he assures her. Kaya appreciates Declan trying to comfort her, but her mind is whirling a thousand miles per hour. She doesn't even know how she's managing to walk properly right now. The walk to the house is quiet. Too quiet. Upon arrival, she's blessed that it's just the two of them in the entire place. She needs to be alone in process to cope. She goes to her bedroom and sits on the windowsill, hugging her knees as she looks out at the trees. She lifts the window up and extends her right hand so as touching the screen. She closes her eyes and feels a rush of energy channeling her entire body. The trees begin to sway. She gets lost in the feeling of serenity. A knock on the door disturbs her and the tree stands still. Ooh, 
We probably should have warned you about the air, Gate says casually as he walks into the room to sit in the bed. Declan filled me in. It's not even Zaire that has me rattled, Kai admits as she continues looking at the scenery. I never thought about it before, but who is going to kill me? How exactly will I die? Will I feel pain? Will I be alone? Will I cry? Yates helms and leans back on the bed so his brown hair lays on top of the purple pillows. I used to have a recurring dream when I was younger. Gates starts to say as he reaches over to play with a loose thread. I was attacked and killed by a dog. It scared me, honestly. I was afraid of dogs for like three years because of that dream. Look at you over your fear. Kaya looks at him. Declan told me that fate is fate. Yates snorts as he recalls. He continued on to say that just because fate is fate doesn't mean it's something to be afraid of or run from. He said that if I ever got attacked by a dog... He'll be there to kill it for me, so I shouldn't be afraid. <laughs> Just like that, huh? Kaya smells. Just like that. Declan returns the kind gesture. That's how Declan operates. He's matter of fact. But do you get what I'm trying to say? Kaya nods and appreciates the sentiment. I shouldn't be afraid because I'm not alone in this. Kaya says aloud. Exactly. Gates confirms. Anders will get more revision, and we'll deal with it when it comes, whatever it is. What if I do die? Kai allows herself to be vulnerable. Then we'll find a way to bring it back. Eight states like it's a promise, as if the answer were as simple as 2 plus 2 equals 4. Kaya has her rightful doubts, but she likes its determination. Is that something that can even be done? Kaya's heart flutters with what she considers a brim of hope. She wants to cling to that hope like a sinner does to Jesus right before they know they're going to die. All I know is that there are creatures roaming this earth that are both alive and dead at the same time. And her sits up and starts to stand. If vampires and werewolves and everything else can be a thing, bringing you back from the dead must be a thing as well. I don't believe in anything in this realm is definite. You said realm. Do you know of others? Kai inquires. She and Gates never really sit down and just talk. Being able to pick his brain like this is kind of thrilling. Well, I know the trickster's lover was sent to Asgard. Gates comes to sit back down on the bed so he can count. My mother told me about three other realms, and then there's the realm of beasts. Kaya's eyes widen at this. What kind of beast? Kai wants to know. The kind that don't belong here. Yes, for swung vaguely. Apparently they are creatures Lucifer created himself before discarding them because he couldn't control them. There is a realm filled with creatures even the devil is afraid of. Kaya gulps. How were they able to get stuck in that realm? Not sure. Yates shrugs, but I think Lucifer cast them there. I heard a rumor that the beasts aren't normal creatures, though. Nothing like animals, more shapeshifter humor types. That sounds terrifyingly dangerous. She shakes her head and tries to think of another question to ask. Where do we even get our powers from? I, Kaya, has been reading up on the history 
of magicals in a book that Reed gave her, but she's always been a bit of learning from auditory rather than reading. Gaze goes to answer, but the doorbell rings and stops him. I should go get that. Declan ran off when I came home. Gates explains before leaving the room. Kaya sighs on her bed, feeling the warmth Gates have left in his wake. Kaya closes her eyes for all of a second when she hears her name being called. Walking down the stairs, she hears a voice before seeing the face. Standing in the entryway is Chase, hands in pocket, looking at a place. Gates has a blank, bored look on his face as he shields Kaya from Chase's line of vision. <sighs> Yates. Can you please move? Chase X nightly, nicely. You bit her neck. Ace death pants. So no. I'm sure you got a partial story from Declan. Chase rolls his eyes. I heard enough to know you need to leave. Yates affirms his defense. No need. Kai assures Yates. I'm glad he did it. I was out of control. I could tell. Chase says as he steps more inside the house. He looks at Yates weary before sliding closer to Kaya. You were seriously hurting him and that doesn't really seem like you. It didn't feel like me either, Kaya admits. Didn't he try to hurt Declan? Yates interjects. She was merely defending against Zaire. Declan attacked first, Chase nears, only because Zaire was about to strike Kaya. Yates defends. You weren't even there. Chase throws his hands up in annoyance. It's all over the school's social blog. Gates glares in his disapproval kind of way. Wait, we have a school social blog? Kaya questions in bewilderment. Did you not read the welcome packet? Gates raises his brow. I got distracted with the free tablet. So soony. Kaya ducks her head. Chase calls him to his hand and draw attention back to him to himself. I just wanted to let you know. There's no hard feelings between us. Chase scratches the back of his neck. I'm sure the rest of your housemates will be on my ass, but I hope you and I can still be cool. Kaya gives him a assuring smile. Of course we can. Kaya encourages, your beef with the housemates doesn't involve me, right? Chase nods once. Just a warning, though. Chase states as he starts to head for the front door. Zaire wasn't kidding about killing you. You're on his list, and if he catches you alone, he won't need a reason. He's unhinged. Chase gives her a sympathetic smile before leaving. Fucking perfect. Kaya puffs out in disbelief of tears pull up in the corner of her eyes. My father is dead. I'm a magical. Supernatural creatures exist. I am destined to die, and now a crazed, supercharged werewolf wants me dead because I shocked him with lightning. She's just great. She shakes her head and drops down on the bottom of the stairs. You know what you need? Yates plus down beside her. A new identity? She tries to joke. He pats her on the back and reaches into his pocket to pull out a rolled up piece of paper. No, you need to get high. Yates deadpans. Drugs won't fix my problem. She states even as her hand starts reaching out for the rolled up drug. No. But they will help you forget, even if for a moment. Kaya has never been one to do drugs or even approve of drugs, but for some reason, what Yasa is saying makes sense. She can't change the inevitable, but for a brief moment, maybe she can forget. 
She clings to this feeling like a dream. 